Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 9, Rock and the Road. Spoilers ahoy, if you haven't seen this episode yet and don't want to know what happened, then uh, get out of here. Go watch the episode. I, I really liked this episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, not a lot happens as far as action stuff goes in the first 30 minutes, but then things pick up and it balances out very nicely, I think. Um, so I, I don't even remember what happened immediately before this episode. Um, was there even like a previously on? I don't know. Uh, uh, Daryl escapes and the gang is back together and they all walk into Hilltop together. Uh, and uh, we, we leave right where we left off. After the opening credits, before that, the cold open, we have uh, Gabriel. Um, he's on watch. It's nighttime. Everybody else is asleep. And uh, he goes and raids the pantry. He loads up everything from the pantry. I thought he just filled up one tub. Turns out he took everything in there. I don't know how he fit it all into that little car. Uh, maybe they didn't really have all that much to begin with. But uh, he he leaves in the middle of the night and I'll have to watch back. It was a really dark, really dark scene. So I didn't even see, see this, but uh, some comments on the Reddit uh, main discussion thread. Somebody's like, Hey, was there somebody moving in the back seats, like getting up or whatever? Um, so maybe he unintentionally took someone with him. Uh, so yeah, that, that starts off this whole storyline. We don't return to that till the end of the episode, but uh, I call this, Gabriel's adventure, and perhaps it's going to be the deciding factor in the war against um, Negan and the Saviors. We'll find out. Okay, so uh, they go, they're at Hilltop. The main gang is at Hilltop. They try to convince Gabriel, not Gabriel, oh, Gregory, that awful piece of, piece of junk Oh, Greg is, is the worst. He is the worst. Um, but they they go and try to convince him. We got to fight and all of that. While they're on there doing that, Enid is doing the, the real work. She's the only one outside. Everybody actually forgot about her, as far as Rick goes anyway. Um, he's like, oh, it's all right. We got, we got Maggie and Sasha here. They're like, and Enid. And then Enid, uh, as if she was listening at the door till they till that cue, uh, comes in. He was like, "Hey, come out, come out here. I gotta show you something." She's she she has convinced none of the other gang, none of the rest of the gang. Enid has convinced all of the 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 hilltop to fight to join the fight against the saviors. So way to go, Enid. Way to go. Um. We didn't really get any interaction between Carl and Enid, and this at least not that I saw. Uh, and even if they did like trade glances, it would only have been a half a glance uh, due to the the one eye. Uh, so th then they go. Uh, Jesus says, "All right, well, I think it's time that I introduce you to King Ezekiel." Or I don't know if he, he mentions him first or the kingdom, but they go to the kingdom. It's a it's a hard cut there, and uh, they're actually in the middle of the night. Like, what what are we doing here? 
Daryl is is not going along with anything. So he's like, oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. That's stupid. Why are we doing this? Let's get out of here. <laughs> Whole time. So it's kind of good. He ends up staying at the kingdom as kind of a concession. That's like as much as King Ezekiel is willing to do. Uh, he doesn't want to join the fights. Uh, but his right-hand man, not well, like the leader of his little armed forces. Oh, is his name Richard? I meant to like rewind a little bit to get all their names because they also have the guy from Halt and Catch Fire uh, in the auditorium with them. Oh, he's so funny. I, I like him a lot. He might be my favorite character, but actually my favorite moment of the episode, I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, well, second favorite of the moment of the episode is King Ezekiel calling Rick. Oh, Rick Grimes of Alexandria. Silly. Silly stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, they spend the night there. They find out, well, Daryl's concerned about Carol. Find out that she's okay, but she's not there and all of that. Uh, we get a little bit of interaction with Benjamin out out and about. He runs into Carol. They almost shoot each other. It would have been a very different scene if they <laughs> shot each other. And uh, he doesn't tell her anything. This scene was kind of out of nowhere. I I guess it was the day before. Yeah, it was the day before. But he was just there in that meeting with them, right? Or is it just a similarly looking guy? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's him. There's not a lot of them who look like Quicksilver from X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, is that who he looks like? Kind of. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't say anything about her friends being there because they talked about oh maybe they didn't even talk about okay they didn't talk about carol in in the auditorium so i guess he wouldn't have known to tell her about them but anyway that that scene is kind of the only thing that really brought me out of it because it's like oh this is just just so we can see carol i guess so we have everybody in this first episode. But uh, yeah. So he goes back. He kind of. I thought he convinced. He made uh, kind of a convincing army argument. Not convincing enough. To King Ezekiel. Why they should join the fight. Uh, because the next day Ezekiel. Denies it. He, he shuts it down. Says nope we're not going to do it. But Daryl can stay here. Because he'll be safe. Because the saviors won't be here. And Daryl's like how long do you think that'll last. <laughs> And uh, so they leave. Uh, Daryl uh, stays behind, despite his wishes to leave with them. Good idea, because people were going to die if he did stick with them. Um, because as soon as they find out, the saviors find out that Daryl has escaped, they send a crew over to Alex Alexandria. But we're getting ahead of things just a little bit. First, they, they uh, go and try to scout out uh, Negan's base. And uh, they end up on a highway. There's an overpass that's completely blocked off. And uh, they find a tripwire across the road. Strung out over the entire road with uh, dynamite attached to it. C4 in a grate underneath. Uh, tanks of gas. Um, gas canisters uh, on some of the explosives. 
just as a huge ball of boom set up for uh, walkers or other threats that might go through there. And uh, they said, hey, we need all of this stuff. Let's get hit disarmed. And Rosie is like, oh, I can do that. And okay. So <laughs> Tara, she like steps backwards a couple steps and she, and Rosita comments, oh, that's not going to help if this goes off. It's like, how about you ask everybody to go a safe distance away while you do this instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. It's going to be fine. Everybody's standing right freaking there. Oh. Dumb, dumb, dumb. That could have gone terribly wrong. But uh, I guess that attitude that she expresses in that uh, statement to Tara sums it up, really. That uh, she doesn't care if it blows her up, and she obviously doesn't care if it blows them up, because she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. Everybody could go down... Like, hide behind some cars, at least. Uh, anyway, that that's my other issue with this episode. Is the, uh, the, uh, the lack of uh, consideration that, uh, that Rosita has when disarming the bombs there. Anyway, uh, a herd starts coming towards them. Uh, everybody else get, jumps into an SUV, but then they get trapped because they were uh, block, re-blocking the uh, overpass and uh, this wire is connected to two cars. And it's the, maybe my favorite action scene of the entire series so far. Uh, They, they take off as much of uh, useful items that they can, all the dynamite sticks and everything. Um, And the ones that they're struggling to get, they don't actually end up taking those with them. Because that would have been super dangerous to do that. So they basically just get them off the wire so that they can drive safely. Either side of the highway, wire strung between them. It's it's a thick wire. It's like uh um it's like power line type wire. And uh they drive through the herd, well like half of the herd, and just splits all of them in half. They just chop, 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 chop like a like a freaking knife through uh, a stock of, not just a stock, but like a bundle of celery seeds. Just schwack. Just like that. And it's awesome. And they're, they're looking at each other through the, uh, through the madness of the, the slicing in half. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great, great scene. Um, so they get out of there. And they, they before that all happens, they hear on the radio that they discovered that Daryl has escaped. So they head back to Alexandria, get there just in time for Simon and his crew. Is that, I think that's his name. Um, they search the place, tear everything apart. And they're like, Oh, these, these shelves look super bare. This is the first Rick hears of that. He, or when they go in there together, that's the first he's, he's known of it. And, uh, afterward, Aaron's is like, um, yeah, so we don't know what happened to that, but we do know what happened to that because Gabriel's gone and uh, he probably stole all of it. And uh, so they form a search party and uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on and why would Gabriel leave behind a Bible? 
I thought there was going to be a note inside of the Bible or some kind of code, something like that. And I totally thought he did find that inside of that Bible, meaning there's a reason for it to be left behind. But I totally missed that Rick picks up a different thing. He picks up a composition notebook and looks through that to find the note that says boat on the last page. Uh, I was kind of scratching my head when I first watched that. Like, why, why does that Bible have a units and measures page on the inside of the back cover? That's the kind of thing on the inside of a notebook. Um, so anyway, they're, they're kind of puzzled how he knows about the boat that they, they ravaged earlier on. Oh, oh, right. The boots, the boots, the boots person saw them. Maybe it's Gabriel's friend. Maybe, maybe, or they, they take Gabriel when he goes out there. Anyway, they head out on their mission to find Gabriel and, uh, they fall into a trap with, uh, dozens, dozens of people surround them. A few of them have guns and, uh, things look dire, but Rick smiles and i smiled because uh yeah that's a great way to end this episode at first i thought okay these are it looked like all of them were women so i thought that this is this is the oceanside folks but we would have seen if that was the case we would have seen one of them that we have seen before to kind of confirm that so maybe not but i kind of think they are and, but at the same time, Tara is terrified, uh, when they come out. So I, it has to be a different group of people and I'm excited to find out more. And Rick is excited to find out more too, because now they just might have the army that they need to take down Negan. And, uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. I, this group, I do not think are in the comic books. Um, I don't remember any, uh, additional group joining the cause during all out war. Uh, so, so yeah, there's all kinds of extra opportunities at the, at, at, at first I thought, Oh, are these the wolves? But then there were, there were a ton of them. And I'm like, no, it is not the wolves. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to find out what happens in episode 10 and hopefully it continues right from where this left off. Most of the characters are all together. It would be kind of weird if we just went off onto a, a Carol on her own ep- episode. Um, I hope we don't even get that for the rest of this season. We only have seven episodes left to, to, to play out. However much of this war that we're going to see, there's no time to waste just in a cabin in the middle of the woods. Unless there are actually um, all kinds of mythical monsters uh, in a facility underneath the ground in that cabin in the woods. Oh yeah, I completely forgot to talk about The Rock in the Road. A story that, um, that Rick tells King Ezekiel. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't convince him, so, but it is a cool, cool moment anyway about uh, this rock in the road on the way to a king and that uh, everybody just avoids the rock 
a bunch of people get hurt. The horses break their hooves on it and all that kind of stuff. And then finally this girl, uh, her family, her, their, their wares are destroyed. They have a big keg of beer. Why, why is it a keg of beer? But uh, it's destroyed. It's their last chance. And the little girl is like, ah, she goes crazy. She doesn't go crazy. But she's like, we, we got to fix this. Digs up the rock in the road. He tells this much better. And uh, once she got the the road back, the the rock out of there, there's there's a, a bag of gold underneath it. So good story, good story, great for for the little girl. And that was one of the funny moments with what's his name is like, oh, all right, and um, yeah, that's a nice story. But that king kind of sucks. Just with a, a little rock in the road. Well, I guess most of the people sucked because they're like. Oh, it's not my problem. I'll just go around it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he caused so many, so many, uh, so much harm by that. And then just this little girl benefits her and her family benefits from, from all of those other people's deaths is it, he made it sound like a lot of people died, um, because of this rock in the road. But anyway, I, I like that story, and it's uh, very appropriate for this episode. I'd say their actual rock in the road, well, obviously it's Negan and the Saviors, um, but then they face their own with uh, the, the dynamite wire thing. So their treasure on their way to the King Negan is all of those uh, explosives, well, and oh yeah, there are RPGs too. Those were like set up to for the trigger to be pulled with that wire as well. So there, there you go. We have uh, three scales of the rock and the road. Uh, one fictional, the other two also fictional, but not fictional inside of the fictional thing. So that's it for this episode. I liked it a lot. Let me know what you thought about it and what you think will happen next by tweeting me at TIW Podcast or TWWTWD. Um, go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Also, tweet me with your thoughts on the comics. I'm not quite caught up yet. Uh, next time I might, if I do get caught up, I have read past the point the tv show is at for sure but i want to uh get caught up to the current issue uh i don't know if another one has come out since then a couple of weeks ago they had like issue 182 i think it was it was only 50 cents and they had like a million copies at the comic book store that i go to and uh, i was like well 50 cents yeah I, i i'll get that now I have to go back and read and get caught up so I don't so I know what's going on and I'm not missing out on any cool stuff that happens in the interim. So uh yeah, thanks for tuning in. Today I watched.com. Support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched, and I'll see you next time. Bye.